0: You are now listening to Trillionaires, A
1: Race Ahead. The Great Recession did not affect everyone in the same way. A new
0: report shows that the wealth gap between whites, blacks, and Hispanics are the widest they've been since the government started keeping track 25 years ago. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Trillionaires, A Race Ahead, a podcast that explores how racism, politics, and economics all contribute to the racial wealth gap in America. I'm your host, Danny Blue, and I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. This episode that you're about to hear was originally just a personal voice memo that I recorded that ended up being an episode because it was 20-something minutes long. Literally recorded it this morning. Thought I'd share it with you guys, and it's just my thoughts, a little commentary on what is going on right now in this country. These are truly, truly crazy times, especially for millennials having having experienced this for the first time, a, a major financial uh, downturn. For all those that have lost their jobs, man, my prayers are with you. For all those that have lost family members or uh, that have gotten sick, my prayers are with you. For all my nurses and doctors and hospitals, urgent care facilities, the whole, not all the healthcare community, man, my prayers are with y'all um, please stay safe man and just use this episode to think that's all I want you to do is use this episode to think no right or wrong it's just my opinion man so strap in your seat belts in your living room T- turn up the speakers and let's get into this week's episode this
2: world is such a um and when I say this world I mean it I don't mean in an ideal sense I mean in the, uh, every day every little thing you do it's such a gimme give gimme give gimme give Everybody back off You know, everybody's like You taught that from school Everywhere, big business if you want to be successful You want to be like Trump Gimme, gimme, gimme Push, 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 push Step, step, step Crush, crush, crush <laughs> That's how it all is And it's like Nobody ever stopped Just, You know, I feel like Instead of us just being like Slavery's bad Slavery's there Bad whitey Bad whitey I mean, alright, let's stop that And everybody's smart enough to know that I mean, we've been slighted And we want ours And I don't mean by like ours, uh, hour's 40 acres in the mule Because we passed that We need help. I mean, for us to be on our own two feet, us meaning youth or us meaning black people, whatever you want to take it for, for us to be on our own two feet, we do need help because we have been here. We have been a good friend. If you want to make it a relationship type thing, we have been there and now we deserve our payback. It's like you got a friend that you don't never look out for. You know, you dressed up in jewels. Now America's got jewels and they they paid and everything and they lending money to everybody except us. And it's like, you know, everybody need a little help on, a, on their way to being, you know, self-reliant. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing about the album, about the Special Olympics. Everybody need a little something and they to be independent. No independent person just grew up and was born independent. You worked and you learned teamwork and you learned cooperation and unity and struggle. And then you became independent. And we have to teach that and instill that. And why is it that they want to do that? I mean, if this is truly a melting pot in the country where we care about it and Lady Liberty got a hand like this, she really loves us, then we really need to be like that. And it needs to be the black kids. If there's a, a white person who got money, then you need to help them. He need to help black kids, Mexican kids, Korean kids, whatever. But it need to be real, and it need to be before we all die, and then you say, oh, I made a mistake. We should have gave them some money. We really should have helped these folks. It's going to be too late, you know what I'm saying? And then that's when you got to pay your own karma, and that's when God make you punish, when God punishes you. Because I feel like, you know, it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting a lotto for 36 million, and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic, that's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, Drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way, there's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants.
1: We just gave businesses and individuals, what, $2 trillion? to. Restimulate stimulate this economy. And yet, we know that reparations is something that everyone wanted to ask, where's this money coming from? Where's the money coming from? Repara- Who's going to pay reparations? I don't want to pay it. But when the government says, all right, we're going to give you this $1,200 check. We're going to give businesses X, Y, Z. Nobody asks where's the money coming from. Nobody read the fine print either. That money is nothing but an advance on your tax returns from next year. So let's say you only got $1,000 back this year in Texas. You would now owe $200 next year. If you only got 2000 back, you would now only get 800 next year. See, nobody asked about where that money was coming from. The banks, the central banks, the Fed, they're just printing money. So you you mean to tell me that you couldn't have given out individual checks to those that classify as black and African-American years ago? When this topic gained steam a year ago? This couldn't be rectified. You don't think that black people being the largest spenders in the economy would have given that money right back to you. And that's that's not even uh, a good thing, something to brag about. But it definitely helps you build the case for reparations when you know that the majority of us are not going to put that money away in savings. or use it to invest, we're going to spend it. We're going to spend it and put it right back in the economy. And there's multiple ways that you can deal with this reparation dispute. There's multiple ways that you can deal with the economy. In my opinion, one, there has to be an increase in wages. There has to be a living wage. But on... The negative to that, when when you deal with capitalists, and that's what we're truly dealing with in America is capitalists. People that want to, Since since the private sector is not regulated by government, you have people that amass millions of dollars that are judged based on how much they grow and how much they profit. So their incentive is to either sell more or cut cost and they see labor as a commodity especially now that everybody uh is you told everybody that you got to go to college and get a degree so now everybody has degrees now those with degrees four-year degrees are commoditized the master's realm is a little bit less because not many people go to that realm. And the more you go up, you know, PhD, et cetera, a lot of people don't go to that realm. But the four-year degree realm, the associate's degree realm, those are commodity employees, meaning they're going to pay you what they want to pay you. And if you don't accept it, somebody will come in and take it. There's somebody willing to take it. And where does that lead us? Do we have power as the, as the as the labor force? Of course we do. Of course we do. But we can't do anything if we're not all on the same page. If we ain't all on code, if you can't go get out of college and say, "Look, I demand a job that pays me $55,000 a year, and I'm not I refuse to take anything less." If everybody that's going into the labor force had that same in an interview had that same demand, they will be forced to pay us more. Or they will risk crumbling and failing. The other note, um, the other side of that is we have to change how businesses are even um judged. Because when you judge a business especially publicly traded businesses i mean that is that is the 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 highest tier of capitalism because they don't care about their customers they don't serve their customers or their employers first the most important people to a publicly traded business are their stakeholders those that hold stock those that invest money in the business and what a lot of people don't understand about businesses is that most of them are in debt to their investors. It's not, it's not that all these businesses are having millions and billions dollars of dollars in sales. Sure, they might, but their money is coming from people that buy stock. And people that invest. Those investments got to be paid back. Those shareholders want to see their stock price go up. So you're incentivized to grow over everything else. And you forget about people when you're doing that. That's the issue with America. We don't talk about how it was funded, colonialism, and just the brute force of that, murder, enslavement, manipulation. That is the history and the foundation of America. And we also don't talk about how this American dream came about. And what is the American dream? Being able to own your own home, have a nice job and a yard with some kids and a dog, right? That's the American dream, quote unquote. But what runs that dream? Business, corporations that are essential because what? We got to, we have to have money. We got to be able to afford the house. But in times like this, when businesses go from all-time highs in the market a month and a half ago to all the gains from the last five years wiped away, and all those gains are fake. They're just numbers on on a computer. Net worth decreasing. Not tangible cash, net worth. And the people that this affects... 5% of the population. If that the top 3% own probably more than 90% of the stocks. And it might be it might be it might actually be higher than that. My, and I'm not I didn't look this up before, but I know for a fact that the average working class American which represents more than 90% of us They don't give a fuck about the stock market. They don't got stocks that they then lost out on. Their net worth hasn't decreased. Because we're in debt. We're in debt. If you want to re-stimulate the economy, you have to do two things, in my opinion. One is forgive student loans. If you forgive student loans, that gives someone like me an extra $300 a month. Some people paying 5, $600 a month. Think about what you could do with that money. You could pay off debt. You could save towards buying a property. You can invest that in yourself, start a business. You can invest that in another business and help them grow. I mean, there's so many things that positive things that come from getting rid of student loan debt. If you get rid of student loan debt, are people going to stop going to college? Of course not. The second thing is there has to be some sort of relief or some sort of plan that addresses the history of America and its treatment of black people. We cannot let this go away. I'm sorry. We cannot let this die. It's easy to just, oh, we get this $1,200 check, you know, all fine and dandy. No. If you're going to tell me my ancestors was worth $1,200, you must be out your damn mind. What's, what? What was a slave bought for back in the day? What, fifty bucks. Back in sixteen hundreds. What's that fifty dollars worth now? You take that, whatever it's worth now, multiply that by the amount of black people in America, and that's your number. However, you gotta gotta disperse the checks, direct deposit once a month, once a quarter. Shit at the end of the year bonus. However, you gotta do it, it gotta get done. If y'all just printing this money, it has to get done at this point. Ain't, ain't no any politician that says they don't believe in it, that they we don't know where the money's gonna come from. We know that's bullshit. Y'all know that I've been through as bullshit. Y'all now know that it's bullshit. The money can just come from out of nowhere. They print money, man. Money doesn't mean it's just paper. They printing it. So we can't we can't let that die. And I'm gonna add something else to that. Four million people in the last three weeks have applied for unemployment. Four million people. Four million. These are people that at the worst time possible, not sure if they can pay their rent. Not sure if they'll be able to afford to feed themselves, their children, and be able to pay bills to keep lights on, to keep water running. And we're going to get them $1,200? While businesses get millions? Tens of thousands of dollars a piece? So they can do what with it? What are they doing with it? What, you going to hire them back? You should have never fired them in the first place. If your business ain't, if your business not losing money month over month, there's no reason why you should have fired somebody. If you're a publicly traded company, there's no reason why you should have fired any employees, Period. Period. But it all goes back to how these businesses are judged. Growth. Profits. They don't see you as a person with a family that got a livelihood that has to take care of themselves. No, they see you as a p and a profit or a loss. Either you're going to be here and produce and you're going to generate more money than what I pay, pay you. Or you're going to lose me money and I can't afford that. So I got to let you go. And all of this just goes into how the media has used this virus, and the media is only doing what they're told. The media is using this virus, and I'm not downplaying the virus. I know the virus has has killed people, and God bless those families of those that have been affected by this virus. The virus is killing people, but to shut down the entire country, to shut down cities, um, to force businesses to close To force people's livelihoods to be taken away. To prevent a a spread of something that is not airborne. Is, in my opinion, insanity. Insanity. It's, It's simple. If you feel sick, stay your ass at home. Everybody else, business as usual. Whatever happened to that? We could have added some hand sanitizers outside of every business before you come in and sanitize your hands. Easy fix. If you feel sick, don't come your ass in here. Easy fix, in my opinion. So the media and the engine that runs the media wanted to cripple this economy. For what? Is it a political play? Is there money to be made in the hysteria over this virus? We see that. Everybody going to make ventilators. People rushing to get a vaccine. There's clearly some money to be made here, right? News. News companies is hand over fist right now. Clicks. Views. Everything at an all time. Everybody got a coronavirus coronavirus, um, news segment now. Special. So people are profiting from this. Don't think they're not. But why was the media and those that control the media willing to cripple the economy of not only America, but essentially the world? For a virus with a 98% recovery rate. Why is this fear being used? And this mass hysteria being used. And every time you talk. talk every time you turn on the TV is. 30,000 more deaths. And da, 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 da. They don't. They're not talking about the people that recovered. And the shit that you got to really pay attention to. Is how they are using celebrities. Celebrities that ain't never talked about nothing before is coming out to talk about coronavirus. How are y'all niggas getting tested? That's what I want to know. How how did you get to the doctor to get tested before the people that were sick? Slim thug said he ain't have no symptoms, but went to the doctor just off the whim. Why? Why? You just went in for the physical. You went in for your checkup. What happened? You got to pay attention, man. When any when 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 mass media like this is involved, and we see celebrity being used to champion this message, it's odd to me. And this is just my opinion. This is being used. For more government control in our lives. They told us, oh, you can't go out from here to here. You can't go this. You got to stay in the house from here to here. And we comply. They say, okay, okay. All right, let's sprinkle in a little bit more celebrity and get them really scared. Check I mean, when you look at containment, the movie on Netflix, which came out in 2016, which all of a sudden is now at the top of Netflix charts. How the fuck that happened? I don't know. But social distancing, this was a term they used in the movie, four to six feet. And now we're using social distancing in 2020. Event 201, back in November. I believe it was November, October-ish. They literally simulated what is happening now. And if that doesn't tell you that this is nothing but a game and a fucking experiment, then honestly, I don't know what to say. It's cool if you're scared. It's, it's cool if you're walking around a uh, Walmart with a, a trash bag on your face, gloves on, a scarf around. Cool. I mean, you—you're a fool. You look like an idiot. But if that makes you feel good, perfectly fine. In containment, hey, the virus on there had a hundred percent death rate. Niggas was dying, hundred percent of them. So a quarantine and shutdown is a little bit necessary in a situation like this. But when you got a ninety-eight percent recovery rate. Ain't no way in hell you're going to tell me that I need to walk around like damn Brambo. That I need to go buy up 17 rolls of toilet paper and all the meat in the, in the grocery store. Over something that's 98% recoverable. It's control, man. Y'all got to open up your eyes, take your, your attention away from major media, mass media, and just think logically, man. Think logically. Sit back and ask yourself, who stems to gain from what is going on right now? Why all of a sudden is this going on politically, socially, and economically. The three things this show is about. Think about it from that perspective. The economy crumbling, the virus, and now we are seeing, our generation is seeing, we were too young to understand what happened in 2008. But now we see how fucked up capitalism is and hopefully at the end of this day an uh, outlet like mine a voice like mine will be one that leads people like you people that are listening to this show that are are sharing this show to start to have the conversation and maybe as someone as a part of the working class, we can realize that we have the true power in this country. And that if we get on the same page, we can truly change the outlook of the American society. We we could be a we this literally could be a revolution, man. That's what I see. This li- we could literally be a part of the generation that that changes capitalism. That ends capitalism. I'm it around, I'm it it's true. on us. Spoke into the universe and they I say it's work that I won't say it's fair. Try your purpose so you wasting air Fuck it though, y'all yeah, yeah. niggas scared. Eyes open, I can see it clear. Yeah. They don't make them bar none, they don't make them real. Yeah. They don't make it where I'm from,
2: they don't take it here. Yeah. They ain't seeing due time, I be making bills. Bossed up in this game, I've been making deals.